welcome back to the studio with your favorite unhinged estheticians. I'm Christy. I'm Alyssa, and today we are coming at you guys with a brand new episode of how to keep your clients coming back. So obviously part of running and owning a successful small business is keeping good client retention. Um, You never want just one-time clients. You want to make sure that they are consistently booking each time before they leave your studio and that you're really just giving them a good experience, treating them like gold and therefore they want to come back. So Christy and I have made a whole step-by-step kind of a recipe for you guys on how to make your clients come back. Um, But yeah. So let's start out with the booking system. Okay, so booking systems are really important because I've gone on to book a service with like a different service provider and it was a pain in the butt to work with to the point where like I didn't even book the appointment. Totally. So what were like some things that stopped you from booking the appointment? Um, really like hard to navigate or honestly, sometimes people don't even have their booking system in their bio, which is so weird. And I... I get some things where it's like DM to book, but I don't know. Yeah. I want to go on and do it at my convenience. And this is kind of controversial, but every time I'm booking an appointment, I never have my card that I need to, because sometimes it'll pop up that you have to put a card on file to book, Mm -hmm. which is like perfect because you don't want people no showing. Right. But every time I go on. For example, to book with my spray tan girl, we end up doing trades anyways, but I have to put my card on file to book. The amount of times I haven't been able to book my appointment because I have to put my card on file is just, it's hard. Yeah. And there are certain booking systems, like how I use Square, and I think you use Square too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That you can just have them put the card on file for the first time they book the appointment. And then... um, After that, it's good. Yeah, and then it's peachy after that. I would say with your guys' booking system, maybe having them put it on file at least one time or you can get it on file when they come in Mm -hmm. um, is always important just because I feel like it weeds out your, like, true consistent clients. Right, because if you... If you have to beg them to put a card on file, they're sketchy. Yeah, they're sketchy. You don't really want them as one of your consistent clients because they're probably not going to be super consistent if they're not, like, dedicated and committed to, like, being there every time. Yeah, there's no reason why they can't put one on file. And another thing is just having your booking site very seamless. Um, I use Square, but I have, like, a web page, like, a home page, and it's not just the booking that you're – I mean, I guess when you click on my link, it sends you right to the booking, but just making sure everything is laid out really seamlessly where it's easy to understand and having descriptions on your services. I've gone on to a lot of different providers again where they don't have a description on what I'm getting. And for example, hair. I'm clueless when it comes to hair. I don't know what a balayage is. I don't know what a wet balayage, like all of these things. And I, it's so hard for me to know everything. And most hair people I go on to, they don't have the description of what that is. I guess you can just easily, like, look it up. But, again, you really have to cater to people, I feel like, because people don't want to go and do stuff on their own. They don't want to go look up what it is. Like, nobody has an attention span these days, so you have to grab their ass quick and make them stay. So, really seamless, really... um, enticing descriptions that clearly explain what they're getting in the service don't leave out anything if you're doing a jade comb scalp massage add that in there because that could incline them to book the appointment totally so make sure that you're you have really good descriptions because that's definitely something that has helped yeah the objective is really just making it as easy as possible but like chrissy said also including those details of your different services right yeah um and then so wait what are some favorite sorry booking sites i want to go over that because i only ever use square okay i've heard of vagaro just because people could be looking for one i have tried vagaro i don't love it it honestly reminds me if i were to log into like uh a a mac or like a pc or an hp laptop from like 2005 i don't like it it's like very old looking um i personally have subscribed to square before where i was paying monthly to use it it was giving me a lot of difficulty so i just switched back to the free version and for some reason the free version i have no problems with like i couldn't add any services to my menu on with the purchase version weird. which is weird um it's so very like, it's not very customizable because every time i've gone on people's 
things at Yves Bagaro, it looks janky. Like, they can't... Yeah. Everyone's looks the same. And yeah. you can't customize it, it seems like. Yeah, I feel like with Square, you can have a lot of different viewing options. Like, you can mm-hmm. view the week, the days, a list of your appointments. But even, like, their booking site. It is hard to get to. Like... Yeah, it just... Everyone's looks the same. Where I... Like, yours is pink. I can customize, customize mine any shade of blue. You can yeah. change the font so that people... When people are viewing... It's not just, like, a gross menu. Yeah, it's, it's hard to menu. navigate in the settings, too. Like, being the one operating from right. Vagara, like, on your end um, as a business owner, it's really hard to operate that app. And, like, just I had to click a million different settings to try to add something to my menu, etc. Um, but I have heard good things about Gloss Genius. Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't... It's just super expensive. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. But I know with Gloss, you can schedule. You can also do like an online shop. Um, Personally, I'm working on doing a Shopify right now. I'm almost done with it. I'm just waiting for my photo shoot pictures to upload my website. But Shopify, it's like a dollar for the first three months. And I really like that one. So what you can do is just have like, um, is it called like an e-commerce web? I don't know if you would say e-commerce website, like an e-commerce website. Where people shop your products. Yes. Yeah. And then booked from my Shopify is linked to my free square account because I have like a little button. It says book here and then you click it. It just takes you over to my booking website on square, which is completely free. So question, because I made my products where you can buy products from my website why did you choose another source like Shopify? I just felt it was easiest to navigate and I really like the look of Shopify. Okay. And I also don't pay for Square. So like my girl math in me was like, if I only have to pay for one and the other one's free, it doesn't matter. Okay. I just do. I like the layout of Square for scheduling, but I like the layout of Shopify for shopping. Okay. Does it take a lot of percentage? No. When people... Let me look at product because that's that's something that I've been wanting to figure out, and I know that a lot of people eventually want to get into the more virtual side of sending or having people order product. Because the first time I really had a ton of orders coming in was Black Friday. I had all my products on there. You, it's just like any other site. You click on the products that you want on my Square website, and then you go to checkout. They enter their code, and then it comes through on my POS system. Right. So, but Square will still take a percentage of that. Yeah. So, so how, and it and when people click like shop now on your Square site, it sends them to Shopify. Right. Got it. So it says that it takes thirty cents from each purchase. Only thirty cents. That's what it says. But I also see that it says. Because um, usually it's a percent. Right. So I have it says fees and costs, and it says. 1.5% in the U.S. And then 2% Shit. all other places. Maybe I should do Shopify. Yeah, I like it. I just like the layout. It's seriously so easy to navigate. And, like, I feel like it's a lot more helpful on our end because if someone searched, like, acne, I have every like tag hashtag or not hashtag you can like tag all of your different products in different categories so if it's anything based reality i tag under acne so if someone were to go on my website and look up acne all of that would show up so i feel like it's just a lot more customizable and targeted to people that want to sell retail online okay and And square i feel like is more specialized for people with booking okay and last question is your shopify like what's your domain Blues Beauty Bar, but it's under construction. Okay. I have the Blues Beauty That's Bar fine. domain. But, like, when... So, your square booking... Because, like, my square is www.correctuskinchristy.com. Right. You can connect the Shopify domain to be... Blues Beauty Bar. Like, www.correctuskinchristy.com, too. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still building mine right now, so I'm finding all this out. Okay. But... Yeah, point. this is stuff that is super helpful once you get started with even the online now. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> even like if you can just get it going, it saves you so much time. Especially like we've had episodes where it's like how to stay busy when you're not booked. Do shit like this because yeah. now I'm trying to get all of my online stuff figured out and I want to update my website and all this stuff. And I totally had time, no time for this last day. year. Right. I know. I should have literally had all of this done right but here we are so just we're now telling doing it you, listen <laughs> if you are going solo listen do okay? it now do it right now you won't regret it and then it just saves you so much time no it, it does yeah it really does because you'll know how to do it 
by then, so you're not sitting here busy with clients, all this shit, crying at 12 in the morning because you can't <laughs> On Canva. Out, yes, all this dumb shit. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's go into first time meeting your client. First so, impressions. yes, first impressions set the mood. Yes. So, Christy, do you kind of like want to tell me about how you greet a client and then I can tell you? Yes. So, I I, I'm in a salon suite. It can be really hard to find. And again, I've been to service providers that are in the same situation where they're really in a, like a complex suite where it's hard to find that just like, here's the suite number, figure it out. And it's so hard to find them. And it doesn't really right away. I'm already stressed out. I'm kind of irritated. Like it doesn't set the mood and give me like a good first impression on the provider. Right. So with a client, I always message them the day before to confirm their appointment, even though they get square reminders. Mm-hmm. I always reach out personally. And then I send them a job form, their consent form. We'll go more into consent forms. But I send that over. I say, please complete this form prior to your appointment. Prior to your appointment. And then um, I send them a video of how to get to my salon suite. So it starts outside. It does a pan of where you'd park. Goes up the stairs. All that shiz. And then where they will take a seat. And I have them sit down. I don't have them, like, come to my room right away because I feel like it can be overwhelmed. I want to I wanna come out and make that first, like, yeah. initiative for them so that they don't have to walk and be like, hi, and really shy. Where yeah. I can just go and be like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? Yeah, it's also like you don't want to give them so many instructions on how to get into the suite and yes. then try to find your door. Yeah. Because there's like 20, I mean, how many are in yours? How many? 18. Are, there's eight, okay, same here. We both Why have, is it like that? I don't know. A we both have 18. 18 suites. I wonder if that's like the legal number or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Not for indie studios though. They have a lot more suites than that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've been in there once. It's so and it, I felt like I could literal maze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. No, but just making it as simple as possible like just have them go in the lobby and say like you can come get them because them like trying to find your door is probably going to give them more anxiety like I would get anxiety trying to make what door what door do I go in yes so make the instructions simple because I will admit I was that person just texting them being like you'll go through this door east side this that and it's just very confusing make a video takes two minutes make a video crop it fast forward when you're walking up the steps all that jazz and just have them sit and another thing is like have food for them have some snacks i have some little chocolates in my room you can have a water ready um what else yeah um i mean when i do my first time like initial meeting my clients it's going to be different than when i greet them any other occurring time because one i don't have to text them the instructions right. they already know um Personally, I like to always block out an extra 15 minute window if it's their first time. So like usually I try to schedule myself back to back, like literally me stabbing myself in the leg. Um, Oh, I know. Oh, you're not eating breakfast or lunch or dinner until eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, So I try to schedule myself back to back, which is really like literally I mean back to back. Like if I have a two o'clock, my next one is scheduled at three o'clock. Like I don't leave any time in between, which... So it's how just do you not run behind. It's just how I like to do it. Cuz I feel like I always end up talking to my clients longer. I just have to make sure that I am talking to them in like so in the beginning I'm talking to them about their skin right when they come in, when I'm cleansing before we start in case I'm doing like a dermaplane add-on or anything. I just like to make sure when you come in it's about your skin and then afterward I'm talking about your skin, then we can talk about personal things. Mm-hmm. And that helps a lot. I also set everything up the night before so I can just walk in, it's ready. Everything is set up so I can just like swiftly move. The only thing that obviously is going to take me the longest are changing the sheets. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Um, anyways, my first time with my clients is very similar to what Christy said. I always text them, reach out personally. Um, like she said, we both use square. So they are getting those text reminders. They also get an email reminder with the address attached to it. Um, I like still don't know (laughs) that their appointment was at three o'clock today. (laughs) Um, I like to also send them those step-by-step instructions. Something that's really helpful in my studio parking lot is that there are signs that are pointing towards the studio that I work at. Um, like Christie's mine is also, I would say even more confusing to find than Christie's because mine's literally in the straight back of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
that's why I always block out the extra 15 minutes if it is if it is your first time. Yes. <laughs> what first language time. should I just speak? <laughs> if it's your first time. Plus um, for a little consultation because you should never be treating someone when you haven't talked to them about their skin. Because totally. I've had someone come in that did not put that they've been on Accutane within the last, says six, but it was four months. And then I got that out of them in the consult. And then I wouldn't have gotten that out of them when I was treating them. Yeah, because so, people don't always look at the consent forms. They don't always look at the intake forms. Like, mm-hmm. no, like no one actually goes through and looks at every single thing. Like, even when we were going to get our Botox, I literally wasn't looking through everything. I just signed it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. But, like, that's where you have to fill out, like, were you on... Uh, mine is more of not a ton of verbiage. It's more so, like, ha- do you see a dermatologist? Yeah. Have you gotten Botox in the last week? Yes or no? Like, stuff yeah. like that. But, and, like, pregnancy, breastfeeding. Yeah. We'll go into that with consent form. But anyways, um, some other things that you can do when you greet them in the lobby is, like, make sure that you're very hush-hush about what they're there for. If somebody's there for, like, an acne peel, maybe they don't want everybody who's in the studio to know that they're there for their acne. So just make sure that you don't really talk about anything skin concern-wise because you don't know how emotionally heavy that kind of weighs on them until you get into your studio. Um just like asking them questions when you guys are walking into your room, like, hi, how was your day? Did you find the studio? Okay. Um, how did you hear about me? Yeah. Things like that. Um, also something that I like to do, like this one useful thing that my school taught me, um, out of literally anything is if your client mentions that they are going somewhere, maybe they're going to Disneyland, write it down in their, um, chart like each client's chart after they leave, you should obviously be charting what products you used on them, what treatment you used, update their progress pictures, but also if they're going on a trip, because then the next time when they come in, you can say, how was your trip that you went to Disneyland? They will feel so special. Somehow I just remember that they are going on trips anyways. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, how is this or that? And they're like, you remember that? And they feel so special and they are so special, but it's like, take a little bit of extra time to make it more personable by adding those things in. It's not hard. It really helps a client relationship too. Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah. So, um, that's it for me. Yeah, same. But moving on to the consent forms, they are so important they literally protect your ass i feel like i'm so anal about consent forms i don't know if you are too like i literally say in every single text before my client comes in make sure you fill the consent form out i will literally not start without it and it will take them like even longer to fill it out if they wait until they get into your room and then that puts everything behind because my i have a medical history and consent form it's any allergies, like literally so many different things. It could take like at least 10 minutes to fill out if you're reading everything. Mm-hmm. Please listen to your provider. Yeah. Fill the shit out before. You have 10 minutes. It's not hard. It's just so frustrating because that's taking more time yeah. away. No, it's, I agree. It's not to be that biatch, but it's always literally the worst clients that do that. There's some people that genuinely do forget, but... I just know right off the bat the type of client you are if you don't fill out the form. Totally. I mean, it's just so, it's so true. Yeah. It really is. So don't be that client. Make sure you emphasis on filling it out before. One time I was really stressed. I had back-to-back appointments and the girl came into my room and she hadn't filled it out yet, but she left her phone in the car with her kid. Oh my God. And so she had to go back out to the car. Why is your kid in the car? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Sign the consent form and then come back in. And it was just like a whole thing. And then obviously set me behind. And then I had to text the next client. Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm running 15 minutes behind. Can you please? Because it genuinely does take that long. It probably took her like seven minutes to go get her phone from her kid, give it back to her kid. Then like another 10 minutes to fill out the consent form. It just seriously takes a long time. Talk to them about that consent form. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I sometimes like when I have a new client come in, if I don't have anything before or after I block out a half hour Mm. and we still could talk longer. Yeah. So yeah, just make sure you're giving yourself enough time, but for the consent forms, make sure that you have a good consent form. Mm -hmm. Like what do you you use for my consent forms? DocuSign. Okay. So I cost money $300 a year, but like, don't care. 
because it's covering my butt and it's super easy to use. Um, Also with consent forms, I would make sure that you always have like a cancellation policy on your consent form because like- Where they check that box. Right. Because although it's always important to talk about current medications, pregnancy, breastfeeding, your cancellation policy, photo consent and stuff like that. I said cancellation policy in that. It's okay. Sorry. Um, Your cancellation policy is super important to put on the consent form. And it's important to make sure that you're sending that consent form within like an advanced or how am I trying to say? With the like that aligns with your cancellation policy. Yes, thank you. Because if you're you. sending it to them like a day before and your cancellation policy is 48 hour notice. Two days before, that's mine. Yeah. yeah. Mine's a 48 hour notice and I send the consent form at least three days ahead. So they have three days, which is more than 48 hours to fill the consent form out. Right. So, because you really can't like expect someone to follow up to your cancellation policy if they didn't know about it until either A, the day of or like the night before. Right. You can't expect that. So do you have clients fill out a form every time they come in? Yeah. Okay. And I know that's extra. And I was talking to some other estheticians. I don't know if it was, it wasn't you. I don't know if it was you, but, um, I was talking to another esthetician and they're like, no, we just have them fill it out like one time. Nah, not me. Like I, every time they come in, what is the form that they sign? Literally the same one that just checks all the boxes. Cause if you're coming in once a month to me, I don't know if you're on any new medications. So I just want to make sure that every single time things stay consistent. I obviously ask them when they come in, has anything changed um, that I need to know about? And then I list off like whatever's on my consent form. Um, But with DocuSign, what I really like about it and why I don't mind that they have to fill it out every time is because it saves your signature. And then literally they just tap on each box and it'll sign them for it. And then it'll maybe take them like under two minutes. So super simple. It's not like they have to go and redo their signature every time. It literally just saves it for them because you have to create a DocuSign account to sign your DocuSign. Okay. So, so. I I used JotForm. I was using their free version where they only allow like 10 a month or something. I know. So it was really Pick hard. your battles. Because <laughs> I was not having people sign. There were some times where I was having people sign every time they came in. Mm-hmm. And then... I was just not wanting to pay for the full version. So I was just having them only fill out that medical history and consent form. But I'm always asking if anything has changed. So I now have the full version where I will be doing, I won't, my medical history and consent form is a long ass form. And then I just have a quick form. That's like, nothing has changed. You haven't had sun exposure. You haven't had this, 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 they check all the boxes and they sign. Yeah. Like things important are like photos um, consent. Yeah, so you consent can use your photos. bomb ass before and afters on your Instagram. Right. Um, make sure that they're signing that. Um, yeah. Medications, uh, pacemakers, um, metal implants, things of that sort. Like Christy said, Botox filler. Um, and protecting your butt too, because I haven't had this, but some people can be little shits and they can dispute your charge mm-hmm. because they were never there. Well, if you have a consent form, or something signed on that day. Hmm. Exactly. They can't, they were there. So exactly. that's something too to take in is that probably won't happen to you. Like again, I've been in business for a year and it has never happened to me, but, but who knows? Well, because <laughs> I do know because on, on square, it'll show disputes. You've been disputed. No. Or, it, oh, it's a it setting. It shows like a setting on there that you can click and see if you have, if there has been any. That's so scary. Well, my friend who's like literally she's gonna pay me back a little quick story time she came in and she got to buy a repeal um this was like a month or so ago and she all of a sudden got hacked on her bank account and every single transaction was disputed so i got 250 taken away from me it's gonna come back but like in those kind of cases like christy said having a consent form like that is so important to cover your butt yeah like because if they came in bought $500 worth of skin better. Got a microneedling treatment. Got all the, all that shit and then they dispute it. And $500 of skin better, like, what, like three items? <laughs> right, two things. Um, and you didn't have a form, they could possibly get away with that. Yeah. Totally. People like that will rot anyways, but... Yeah. But it's not worth it. But it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah but it's Make not sure worth it. 
that you are getting your form signed. Um, something else I also like to put in my consent form is a, so I'll have like two pages of information about Blue's Beauty Bar and the things that I perform, the certain treatments on like the first two pages before you even start signing things. And it pretty much like clears that you're okay with things down from jelly masks to the dermaplaning to ultrasonic, like literally okay with any of those being performed on you because that's what you're signing. Yeah. So it's like, you can't do anything about me performing these things because that's what they signed. Um, yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that's it for consent forms? Yeah. Okay. Um, we kind of already touched base on this, but how to manage tardiness like we I'm said. I'm super hard at doing this. But You're super hard. I'm super bad. Yeah, super hard. I'm so I'm so bad at managing it. Um I've had clients that are like have an appointment at two with me, not replying. I text them before I'm like, just text me when you get here. They don't reply till two fifteen. Oh, was my appointment at two? Yeah, it was. And then they don't come till two forty when they know they've gotten three messages and emails. It's just how? How are you that dumb? Seriously. For real. I just don't get no, how people it wastes can our disrespect time. people's time. It makes me so infuriated. Literally last night I had a, a spray tan. I was, my appointment was at 6.20. She was there I, at 6.11. Yes. Like you get there early. I just can't. I literally cannot. And then I've had appointments where it's say again, like it's at 6.20 and I'm five minutes. I make sure that I'm always like five minutes early. But if I was five minutes late, I text them Off of right away. I freak out that I'm even a minute late. Yeah. So don't be that person. It's so rude. It's so shitty. I like You're so such a stress. waste of my time. Yeah. Like, how do you hold yourself so highly and think that that's okay? Yeah. Do you know, like, I seem like a bitch, but it's no. so true. Why do you think that your time is more valuable than mine? Because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it, mine's more valuable. <laughs> but no, don't be a douchebag. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable. If you cannot make it to your three o'clock appointment, then clearly you got to go back to the beginning of school. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? To learn how school, to be... When you go to school, you have to be there at 8.05 or yeah. you'll be tardy. Do you want me to give you... Should I start handing out tardy slips? No shit. With a fine on them and a vendor. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have a tardy slip. It's just so, so dumb. I really don't have a ton of cards on file. I have cards on file for people that I would literally never worry about. I have everyone's cards on file. And I didn't know that everyone had to put their card on file with me until everyone was like, no, my card's just on file. And I was like, oh. Really? Yeah. I never like to charge their card on file unless well, I don't they're even late charge because it. It's, it takes a more of a fee. Yeah. It's just on there. Then, and I didn't. Yeah. 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 So I need to be better about that. Honestly, like when my new clients come in, I'm just going to do that. But it's so hard for me to implement being flexible with people's time because I'm not fully booked yet where there are situations, for example, like that person having an appointment at two o'clock and not showing up till two 30. They were my only person that day, but it was also my off day and I decided to take them. So they fucked with my time. Yeah, exactly. So realistically I should have just been like, no, because I was already there a half hour before at one 30 setting up, not even there. Didn't start till an hour later and then didn't get out for a half hour later. It's just a waste of my time. No, it is. I would literally rather Be not make home. $100 in an hour and not have my time wasted and just yeah. go home. It sucks. It sucks waiting around. I have been like lucky enough to only have one no-show ever. It was yeah. this girl that contacted me over Instagram. It Same. was like earlier this year. Same. And it sucked. And I was literally just like looking out the window like a dog waiting for its owner to get home. Like, is she coming? Yes. And to the point where I literally got under my own minky in my studio bed. and was like, I'm going to take a nap then. Yeah. Because she literally didn't show up. And it's like, that's such a waste of my time. And then I wait like halfway through the appointment to where I could have gotten so many other things done just waiting to see if they're going to cancel on me or not. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to do things like that because although if you're my last appointment of the day, or like Christy said, if it's your day off and like, we're just still coming in anyways, it's like, please don't waste our time. Yeah. Again, who the hell do you think you are? Exactly. <laughs> who do you think you are? Yeah. Cause I had the same thing. Um, a couple weeks back, a girl booked via Instagram and she, she just didn't show up. And I saw that she was following a couple of estheticians in the area so I snitched on her ass and I said, here's her name. Here's her, her profile picture. If she books with you, get a uh, card on file. Yeah. Cause she's never even opened my DM yet. Yeah. And I honestly, like it's been a couple weeks, but I honestly want to text her and be like, 
what are you on? What the hell is wrong with you? Christy has a vendetta I'm for so all of her. I'm so pissed because I kept looking at her story. Girl was up in Traverse shopping and doing this and this. Why were you not at your appointment? Prioritize your skin, girl. Ugh. It's so, it's so annoying. Oh. So don't be late to anything. It's so embarrassing. You should feel embarrassed. Straight up. I have to um. I'm going to start doing that thing like in PE in middle school where you forgot your gym clothes. So you had to wear the ones that said loner on them and they were bright orange. I'm going to start giving. Is that a thing? Did you have that in school? Yep. Oh my God. We literally wore something that said loner on it and it was bright orange shirt because the school would provide us. High school? No, middle school. Because the school would like provide us with gym shorts and a shirt that said like the middle school thing on it because we had to change them in the locker rooms for PE. And if we were late, then we had to, not late, if we forgot our clothes at home from washing them, then we'd have to borrow the ones and we'd just be in this bright orange thing. I'm going to start doing that. tattoo time waster on their forehead. (laughs) Yeah. They think they're getting a facial. They think they're getting a microneedling treatment. It just says time waster. Yeah. I'm literally tattooing that shit on your forehead. (laughs) I had a weird ass dream last night that I had a, I mean, I got a tattoo right here removed, but I had a weird tattoo of like an alien with like a guitar. (laughs) Christy's pointing to her cooch, TMI, by the but way. you know, shut up. Yeah, I'm pointing to my cooch. So, not TMI. It's so weird, but when I'm getting closer to my period, I have the most random dreams. Some could be scary. Some could have people in them that I've, that have been like acquaintances or some genuinely literally make no sense. On to client consultations. We want to make a whole episode on this, so I don't want to get like too crazy but let's just go over away, the surface. Yeah. yeah. So consultations should be done during each of your client's first appointment. Always. Um, personally, I prefer when anyone books with me, it's always a consultation for their first booking. Right. If they book acne boot camp, then I tell them like, I will send you home with the whole routine today. Um, the instructions, all these different PDF forms that I have them of good information they can refer back to as well, kind of give them the rundown, but I will never do a chemical peel on a first time client for acne boot camp unless they are wearing like some sort of sunscreen. Like sometimes clients come in and they've worn Elta MD sunscreen. That one seems to be popular because you can get on Amazon. I have so many people on that. It's because you get on Amazon. Yeah. You get on Amazon. Um, I, what was I going to say? I also wanted to say, you said you normally have them come in and do a consult the first time. I really can't wait to get to that point where I can be like, you have to be on an approved regimen and you have to book a a consult as your first appointment. But I get it when you have a new client on your schedule that books like a dermaplane facial, you don't want to text and be like, Hey, can you switch to a consult first? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always still end up doing a consult, but right away when I was figuring out how I wanted to formulate my menu, I saw a lot of estheticians that were way more, you know, further into their career than I am where they can say stuff like this and it works for them. You know what I mean? Like if someone looked on there and said, or, and I had just, you have to have a consultation first. Some people are turned off and they don't want to do that. You know, that's okay. So I don't know. I'm trying to accept everyone right now. And then, well, everyone's pretty much open to a consultation. Like if they come in, well, it's just because before I've had like a few clients who have deep rooted cystic acne come in for a microneedling treatment. Like they booked it and I had never like seen them before in person and they come in and I'm like, Hey, like this isn't the right treatment for you. If they come in and they just like want an express dermaplane before they like go out of town or whatever, I'll do that. But if they were to come in and they have like acne, I cannot do a chemical peel on them. I'm talking more corrective treatments that you need to have a consultation first. Microneedling, chemical peel, honestly, maybe an enzyme just depending like if they've ever worn sunscreen in their life right the two new people that i had to book they booked microneedling as their first appointment they come in i do a consult with them they've never even had an actual facial i'm sorry but like we're all about ethics over here you're not getting microneedling your first treatment right just because she had so much buildup of dead skin we really want to start small and she'll she'll love me yeah she'll literally love the results but um always prioritize consults like i said it's hard to implement that right away of you have to be on an approved regimen and you have to have a consult and all this before you can even get a treatment from me. But one day we'll all get to that point where totally. 
in order to see you, they have to have a consult and they have to be on entire home care. And I mean, it just makes me a little bit more comfortable as the esthetician performing that already with a consultation, they understand, like we have the same understanding of what's going on. Um, but also it kind of like covers my butt as well. Because, and I feel like they don't realize that. Because I don't mistreat them. Right. You and know? I, that's hard to, a hard conversation to have with them sometimes too, because People don't get why, not only are the products that you're using from the drugstore shit, but also like, I don't want to be treating you and having you get $250 microneedling services when you're just using CeraVe. Right. Like at the end of the day, it is more about my results that I can provide for you as a client because I feel like my business would be on the line if I were to just like take anyone for a microneedling treatment right. because I wanted $250. Like, like my, my last place I worked, like, they literally would do microneedling on a first time person. On anyone. And that's just not okay at all. Like remotely, it is not okay at all. Um, yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. Um, something that I have been doing recently to keep my clients coming back, which has helped a lot for me is when they come in, for their first appointment, their first consultation. Um, I don't always send them home with actives at first. If they are never wearing sunscreen, recently I've been getting a lot of people who have just the driest of skin. Christy and I live here in Utah. When you move from somewhere that might be a little bit more humid, like Arizona or something, and then you come here and it is so dry, your skin just starts to thin out shrivel up yeah like a little raisin totally and so i've had a lot of people come into me that say when i literally touch my skin like it will start flaking off because it gets so dry i am not going to send them home with actives i don't want them to start actives until they have started their new routine and we have hydrated moisturized and just rebalanced their skin barrier um and I'll say, come back in two weeks and pick up your actives from me. And then it's not so overwhelming to them to where I'm just sending them home with, you know, a cleanser, a toner, a hydrator, moisturizer, and sunscreen. Like I keep it very simple because then when you start talking about Mandelic and then you start talking about being more prone to sunburns, things like that, if you go outside working your way up to it, it can kind of confuse them. So saying, come back in two weeks, we can talk about building up your actives and then we can start talking about treatments. Then they come back and they're more open to it because it also doesn't make them feel like they're spending as much money at once. And so, you being honest yeah. like that is going to make them want to come back because as soon as I started having like real conversations in my consults of girl, like you just got to trust me. It always works out in their favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. So just, it takes a lot to get good at consultations, but the more you do, the better you're going to be. Right. And once I started prioritizing doing consults, it transformed my business. Cause I would do just fairly like quick stuff. If I knew right. they were just coming in for like a one and done or just a dermaplane facial. But as soon as I started prioritizing those, I made a lot more money. I sold a lot more product and so much trust was instilled and we have such a better relationship now and they come back every four weeks and they get treated and they're on the best regimen and on their clear skin journey. Yeah, so that's kind of a good point. Like prioritizing your consultations. Cause yeah, at first it like, sets the foundation. Yeah. It and really my does. first like six months of business, I'll admit that like my consultations are not nearly as in depth. Um, I was not nearly as informed as I am at this and that's point. Okay. That's and I know that be. in six months, I'm going to be even better at consultations right. and even more informed and more educated because as estheticians, you always need to be continuing your education. Right. So, and when you know everything about the products that are on your shelves, your consultations are going to come that more easy. Your sales are going to come that more easy because it. It's not really even a sale to me at this point anymore. I'm just telling them information and educating them about their routine and about why it's best for them. Right. Don't come at, don't come at it as like a sales point of view. Go listen to our, your SD is not a salesman yes. uh, for more on this, yes. but you're really doing it for their best interest. And if you're selling them, if you're selling them mechanical scrubs and they have inflamed acne, get out, get, go through the front door. You're Ew. literally not an esthetician. You're not a real esthetician. You're not educating yourself. I have had handfuls, handfuls of clients Ugh. and I don't understand this for some reason. I have gotten so many people with inflamed acne that were already on things like Glymed. They were on face reality and they don't understand why it wasn't working for them because your esthetician is giving you the antioxidant scrub and you have inflamed acne. Stop scrubbing it. And then when I just 
Educate them on that simple fact that you need a chemical exfoliant and not a mechanical for their acne. They start crying because they feel like they've wasted so much money and that they have been done so dirty and wrong by someone else. Yeah. This is why everyone thinks that estheticians are dumbasses. It's because you uneducated- you like me right now. You, yeah, <laughs> I'm going on a Christy rant. It's because you uneducated swine are literally making us look stupid. Just know if you're a client listening to this and you've made it this far as a client because this is really more for estheticians i promise there's like a really good handful of us out there that will not steer you in the wrong direction but there are so i was talking about this with an esthetician that is from wisconsin Mm -hmm. because their education out there is is really not good no it's not (laughs) yeah um but she she's lives there currently okay and she said like she didn't have the best education everything she learned was from herself like how me too yeah same with you and it's just so scary to know that they were not getting any education literally no education on actual skin just like very basic shit Mm -hmm. and then here you go yeah go out into the real world that's why there's literally so many so many of my clients have come from previous estheticians that did not know what the hell was going on. Which, like, so makes me so thankful that they're going to try one more time. Yeah, because you found me. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. I will not steer you in the wrong direction. Like, I genuinely feel so confident in my craft. I don't know how the hell people can be so stupid. Right. And, like, in the beginning, when I even first started my business, this is Alyssa talking, um, I don't know if they can tell the difference between our voices at this point. I'm not sure. We're both so monotone sometimes. I know. Um, <laughs> but when I first started out my business, I've told this story before, but I was doing lash lifts and tints to get my skin clients in because I was not fully educated on anything about skin yet just because I had such a shitty education that like how could I ever even remotely point someone in a direction of a treatment or a solution for their skin if I knew nothing which makes me even more embarrassed for people who are genuinely like just doing it for the wrong reason like think do it for the right reason would you go to yourself if you had inflamed acne Blah, blah, blah. Would you go to yourself and know that you would get cleared? Yeah. If you can't answer yes, okay. Like, everyone starts somewhere. But if you're telling bitches to scrub their acne somewhere... You need to start somewhere else. There's a place in hell for you. <laughs> no, but we get that everyone starts somewhere. You're going to make mistakes, but these are mistakes that you cannot be making. No. and Like, as- the fact that she's gotten so many clients that have had that experience and have been told to scrub their inflamed acne i had the same exact thing from a girl back home that was put on like skin script stuff i think it doesn't make sense. scrubs when she has inflamed acne it's just not the move no not the move well i've also had this other girl that came into me and she said that she saw her esthetician pick up a dirty towel from her hamper and put it on her face shut up i think you told me that and she said that she could literally smell it yeah it's it's terrifying it's disgusting and it scares me that there are certain estheticians out there in the industry that will do that but that's a whole other episode that i want to even dive into that i want to dive into just about like ethics just going to anyone as an esthetician ethics as an esthetician write that down write that (laughs) write that down that's such a good idea (laughs) no it's just why is it so hard to find that it's just because nobody wants to invest their time anymore People... But it's like, why? Investing your time, estheticians, <laughs> listening... This is like one of the best tips that I can give someone is investing your time and your education will take you further than literally anything. Yeah, and like just anything. like not selling your clients... Sending your clients home with the appropriate regimen and not selling them everything up the wazoo that is not for them, you're going to make... Like, people look at it in a money way. Yeah. So if you are going to send your client home with a ton of products that they literally don't know how to use and are not right for them, you lost money. Yeah. Because they're not going to be consistent with you. They're not going to have trust with you. They're not going to want to continue to, like, have a more advanced regimen because you scared the shit out of them. Yeah. Right from the get. So, yeah. Don't be gross. Yeah. Don't be don't gross. Don't be unethical. Don't be, don't be gross or greedy. Don't be gross, <laughs> greedy little brat yeah yes okay okay we've been talking 43 minutes let's let's keep it going let's scurry through this so expectations we've kind of talked about a little bit but we can talk a little bit about expectations with like purging i so not everyone's gonna purge not everyone's going on acne going through acne boot camp you have your clients that start on retinol they'll experience some purging there potentially but setting those 
expectations for people will also instill trust. Because imagine if you tell a client per that they're imagine if you don't tell a client that they're going to purge. Right. They go home. They start with four pimples on their face. A week later, they got 20. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical. And they're like, oh my gosh, what did this girl sell me? This I thought is worse. she was selling me results. It's making me so much worse. It's not mm-hmm. helping, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, in reality, if you're purging this sign, it's working. It's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that if you don't tell them. Right. You need so... to explain it. You need to be able to have a good analogy. I saw one the other day that I reposted, and it was like working out, getting sore at the gym, and then building muscle that way. Yeah. Same thing with purging. You start, it is really the storm before the calm is how I like to explain it. You also need to explain the 90 day process. You need to explain that um, acne is not just going to appear overnight. You know, it's deep rooted underneath your skin and it is going to take up to 90 days to come to the surface. And so when you're actually using products that are formulated, um, correctly and our quality and then you're targeting those concerns on your skin you're going to speed up the recovery process and that's kind of just what you need to explain to them yeah i always say it takes 30 to 90 days for a pimple to surface any that come up within that time period we're already there brewing yeah i didn't form any more breakouts on you they were already in your skin yeah because you you just have to explain it to them you're like it's not just gonna pop up one day like your acne we all see it like slowly rise up you can see it starting to get kind of red right there and all of a sudden it's a bump you can feel the bump underneath yeah and then it becomes a white hat or it comes more inflamed and then it becomes a white hat so education is absolute key education instills trust between you and your client and a relationship and I'm trying to think of other expectations. Expectations on like post care too, I guess. Yeah. Could be a thing. And like so peeling, peeling, feeling tight. Yes. Also flaking with microneedling as possible too. Feeling tight after microneedling. Um, your chemical peel timeline kind of setting yeah. expectations about them, you know, getting off some of their actives post and pre um, before the treatments, things of that sort. And anybody who carries a repeal, tell them that they're going to flake still. Set the expectation. It's not no downtime. It's no social downtime. Let them know how it works. If they're not exfoliating at home and doing their part when they come in, they're gonna they're gonna be shedding hell of a lot more if they're not exfoliating. If you have dead skin that needs to come off, it's going to come off. But yeah, always properly educating them on their home care because if they come in for a chemical peel, say just a an acne peel one. It's mandelic. It has a little bit of. It's like five percent TCA, five percent mandelic. If there's people that are super, super dry, they could potentially peel from that. Mm -hmm. Me, I lightly, lightly flake, if anything. But a new client, they have a lot of dead skin. Tell them they're going to expect to peel on day two or three. They're going to start noticing dryness day one. You really have to make them feel comfortable and explain everything. Not dumb it down, but they're not estheticians. You have to explain it in a way that anybody would understand. Because going back to consults, bombarding them is also like I'm a victim. I bombard the hell out of people because I get excited and then I start talking and talking about all of the products and the science. No, me too. Which it's you like have vomiting to on them. literally like projectile yeah. vomiting. Yeah. So make sure that you are speaking calmly to them and slowly. Slow. I always have to remind myself I to know. slow down. I'll be sitting there. Yeah. Alto Advance is this and I'm talking so extrinsic, intrinsic, yeah. aging, like so Only much one on the market. Only yeah. Yes. And I talk way too fast and they don't even know what I said. And they're like extrinsic, why can I say? Extrinsic? Extrinsic, instrinsic. Instrinsic. Hello. Hello. She's speaking a different language. So Um, yeah. But yeah, so setting expectations, but also preparing them and reminding them throughout the process that it's okay to feel overwhelmed. Just like Christy and I just said, sometimes I will spew a fountain of knowledge and educate my clients in like the span of mm, 20 minutes or like an hour in the appointment. And it's really just going to be you kind of overwhelming them in a way. And I say to them, like, after I've explained a few products, I say, do not worry if you forget all of this, it is okay. Like I am going to send you home with home care weeks one through eight because face reality is so amazing and adorable. And they decided to include PDFs of packets that we can give to our clients. Um, It talks about acne do's and don'ts, how to stay clear after getting clear, anti-inflammatory and an inflammatory food list, um, food that's supportive of your gut health, food that wreaks your gut health. Yeah. Um, 
pore cloggers that you can find in your makeup, things of that sort that are going to be really helpful for them to refer back to. But I also tell them that they can text me at any time because they really can. They're my clients. I care about them. I have a special little light blue emoji next to all of my clients' names. So when they text me, because I'm a really bad texter and I ignore people, um, I will like instantly text them back because you want to treat them like gold. It's important. It's important that you are living up to the expectation that you set to them, that you are going to be there with them every step of the way for their journey of healing. Right. But um, don't let them walk all over you and be messaging you at right. all hours of the night and up your ass because right. that's something too that I know it's so hard for me. And I didn't know that it's just a text, but when it's my off day, it's so hard for me to actually have an off day yeah. because I'm always texting people. I'm always still on my phone. I'm always still placing orders for people because I'm worried that if I open the text that they sent me to send them product I'm not gonna remember it on the the next day yeah so you have to find a balance Mm -hmm. for yourself yeah but but if it is like personally for me I tell them like if you have a question that needs to be answered like immediately and you're doing your skincare like later at night I go just shoot me a text yeah like if something burns shoot me a text yeah if you don't know if you can eat something text me yeah and like most of the time I will get back to you um but yeah So just make them feel prepared. Tell them that it's okay if they don't remember because you're going to make them feel so prepared that they can refer back to all of these sheets at any time. Um, Also, making sure that they are rescheduling before they walk out the door. It's their best time to reschedule. Yeah, true. Yes. Um, Rescheduling before they check out. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. So I, in the beginning, it's going to be like this for everyone. It's so hard for you to be like, so like, when do you want to come back? And it was hard for me to really just ask people that. And when they don't get back on your schedule, odds are they're not going to come back for like six weeks or more because they just forgot. Yeah. They just forgot and the life gets ahead of them. Like one of my clients, religious acne boot camp for every two weeks, such a good relationship. Like we love each other to death. We just forget. I forget to message her and get be like, Hey girl, get back on my schedule. She's really busy too. Time just gets away from us. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. So make sure before your clients even walk out the door, even check out, you just ask in a really casual way because as soon as I started making it so casual, everybody rebooks. I'm just like, so what do you want to do next time? Yeah. That's all you have to say. Yeah. I also kind of like to give my client a treatment plan. Um, like what I kind of see would be best for them. You know, maybe like I say this many peels, I want to do these two peels first, superficial peels and work our way up to a little bit stronger of peels. Just kind of let them know what you have in mind for them and know that it's intentional each time that they are rescheduling and giving them, um, the purpose this time, maybe we're working on your inflammation, your breakouts. Next time we're going to work on that, um, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation that's left over from the other treatments that we did. So always kind of let them know, you know, after you get rid of that inflamed acne, you're going to have to get rid of that hyperpigmentation, um, as well as acne scarring. So things of that sort, but, um, progress pictures are also something that I always advise my clients to do. I like to take them each time that they come in for appointments. Um, I add them to their forms just of updates every time I chart I will put the progress picture in there um I also like to kind of go on my iPad and make notes about their skin what I see for them send it to them um it's really hard sometimes to see your progress when you're looking at yourself every single day in the mirror just like I'm sure you guys get when you feel like you look terrible that day versus like your really good day it's because you literally look at yourself every single day so sometimes you're kind of hard on yourself I know so my most like inflamed acne clients that have gone from a grade three, four to cleared. They're like, yeah, I'm just not seeing results. And then and I like, show them girl. the first photo and then them today. And they're like, Oh, cause you just forget. Yeah. You forget how you look far every your day. actually come. Yeah. yeah. You see it every day. So you're just like, man, it wasn't as good as yesterday. But then when you as the esthetician have those pictures and you can do a side by side, like collage or something like that and send it to them, they're like, worth it yeah you know so yeah progress picture is super important it's also super important because um if they say hey like I didn't have this before I started coming to you which luckily like has never happened to me but you can also just show them pictures prior to you ever doing treatments on them and being like hey this has been there the whole time yeah covering your ass always with the photos having a photo 
and not only, like I said, showing them before the, the before and afters, but I cannot take this seriously. <laughs> Why are you doing? I'm so sidetracked. Is there hair in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Ew. Okay. I'm going to try to keep going. <laughs> okay. It could be one of Christy's cats or it could be my dog's hair. We don't know. Oh my <gasps> hell. But yeah, progress photos showing, covering your butt so you can be like, see like this this lesion, this scar, whatever this was, was here before. It wasn't me. That way nobody can come for your butt. Yeah. I've never had anyone be angry at me before. What do we got going on in your mouth? I don't know. A hair. Something. I got it. Ew. <laughs> that was so long. Gross. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Anyways. But moving on, La- checking up on <laughs> your clients. I literally just did this because um, if you don't check in on them, it's not the end of the world, but it makes a difference. I mean, I like always check up on them because I tell them I'm going to check up on them. Right. And if Don't... I didn't, then I wouldn't live up to my expectations right. and I'm not going to promise false things. Right. So, so I need, I've, I've been way better about what I, about checking up on them than I have before. Um, now I'm doing it. Usually like my clients that are always like, we've been, we've been friends since the beginning. They know to text me. They know that they're not gonna feel annoying or anything like that and I always try to reiterate that with people but my more newer clients I always message them a couple days after and then probably like a week before their appointment and I'm just like hey I'm just checking in how you're doing how everything is going so yeah totally no same thing here I like to kind of check up on my clients about 48 hours after their treatment um just because I know that with microneedling with chemical peels that it is going to take that 48 hour mark to really like be feeling the tightness to be even start peeling it all um so they're usually chilling I give them the expectation hey you might feel a little bit tighter you might feel a little bit dry these next few days it's just super important to you know stay off your actives make sure you're still hydrating reapplying your sunscreen um, things of that sort. Also making sure that you're getting them post care is also really important before they leave. Um, kind of blows my mind. I get questions sometimes from people and I'm like, is your esthetician not telling you, you know, like I've had estheticians DM me and say, what am I supposed to do after this? And I'm like, come on, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? What are you smiling about? You just got like so quiet. Like you went from talking loud to like very, very casual. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just distraught over you picking a hair out of your mouth. And that just. Brain fart, sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Is that it? Yeah. Amazing. We're so casual, y'all. We just got casual. We can cut probably the last little bit here, but we're choosing not to. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure I got lost in my own sentence. So what I was starting to say, like, did it make sense? Because I was thinking about two different things, but I'm not going to cut it. So if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. You just didn't get it. But basically, if you're an esthetician, don't make your clients leave feeling unprepared and like they don't know what to do that makes them text other estheticians for advice. Yeah. That's what I was basically trying to say. Yes. Because Your I've gotten... Your should not be coming to me for consults like they have been. Right. Ha uh-huh. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and converting. Yeah. Because I have a lot of clients like converting from other estheticians literally in Utah County. I don't know their names. I'm not going to have. I have clients that name drop and I'm like, don't know who you're talking about. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know. People name drop a lot. Um, but yeah, last thing that we kind of want to talk about is just make sure that you're treating your client like gold. And if you make sure that you're doing all of these things that we went over today, you know, that first initial greet with your client, um, just really giving them expectations, making them feel prepared, rescheduling, checking up on them. All those things are a recipe to make them feel like gold. Um, just having a really good relationship with them and making them real or not making them realize, like kind of making them feel like it wasn't just a one hour kind of thing that you're always going to be with them during their journey on their way to clear their skin. And also after their skin is cleared, because you obviously have to stay consistent in the things that you were doing to clear your skin after you get your skin cleared. Otherwise you're just going to go back to square one. Right. So yeah, making sure that you're just always being appreciative of them, letting them know how awesome they are. And I feel like I post on my story every day. I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. Yeah. Make, making sure they know. And like throwing in, uh, at least I do this. I don't know. For like my clients that are so consistent, like 
I'll throw in a little dermaplane action for them sometimes. Just like, because I literally see them like every three weeks. I'm like, you're so consistent. And I know you're pulling a lot of strings to be here. Mm -hmm. Like you work at a coffee shop, you're a college kid. Like, let me do something for you. Yeah. So I'm always trying like, oh, you referred someone you're getting 20% off. I have two sisters that see me and then they just refer their sister for, I posted about this. She's getting married and like consistent for literally nine months. I'm like, y'all, you both are getting 20% off. Yeah. Your next treatment. Totally. And throw other stuff on. Yeah, totally. Maybe so. a little mini lipid serum or something. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. yeah, that was kind of the end of this episode. We are filming, honestly, a bunch of pre-recorded episodes today because Christy and I's Christmas slash New Year's plans are very mixed. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, we will talk to you guys next week on our next episode of Estheticians Unhinged. But we love you guys. Make sure to follow our Instagram at estheticians.unhinged. And, and our personals at Corrective Skin Christy at bluesbeautybar.co. But we will see you guys next Wednesday and have a bomb holiday season. Yes. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.